From the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between, this is the 5050 Podcast, powered by National Scouting Report. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go! It's a... Season premiere edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer, the return of Inside Texas High School Soccer, season four, episode one, the preview show. Uh, I am back, your host, Coach Hector Cano, along with my lovely co-hosts, as I like to call them, right, the Obi-Wan Kenobi of Texas High School Soccer, Coach Rafa, Mr. Papa Socceritis himself. Coach, how are you? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing great. How's, how's Galveston? It was good, you know, the weather, man, the, the weather, complete opposite from last year. It was gorgeous, man. It was, what was it? I think uh, <clears throat> Friday morning, Friday, Saturday morning, too. Friday morning was like, it was, you could have, if you would have looked out the hotel and told somebody you're in San Diego, they would have believed you. It was just that awesome. So it was, <laughs> it was great. It was great. Uh, Moody Gardens, the uh, the 2023 Texas, the Tasco Texas High School Soccer Coaches Convention is in the books. We'll obviously talk a little bit more about that today but uh it was great it was it was phenomenal and also joining us is the rook right the rookie still right we get to pick on him through the end of this year right so our i need a nickname like rafa he's obi-wan kenobi that's cool <laughs> he is our well hey i tried to tell you the crouton you know what but you didn't you don't want to go for it so. i forget i forget yeah, he is our very own recruiting insider, right, Mr. Frank Court Jr. The third. No, no emphasis on Jr. Of course. So, <laughs> Frank, what's up, brother? How are you? Not much. Just uh, working. Happy to be back on the pod. Uh, happy to talk to y'all about some soccer. I'm stoked for the season. Uh, a lot of the athletes that I worked with uh, are now like becoming seniors and stuff like that. So it's just cool to see all their stuff come to fruition. I saw some kids that I know commit and stuff like that. So, uh, just excited, excited for the future and excited for the season. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Like you got, they're in high school or I mean high school, they're getting ready to go in college, graduate high school. Some of the first ones when you and I worked together at college promoters, USA, yeah. they're already in what they're, they're finishing like juniors in college. Yeah. Second year of college already. I was like, Oh my God. So yeah, I'm getting old. So awesome. So, what uh, what else is new, guys? Before we kind of dive into things a little bit, uh, tell us kind of some things of what has you excited. What are you looking forward to this year in um, just the Texas high school soccer season, and as well as season four of Inside Texas High School Soccer? I think the biggest thing, um, probably maybe the headline is a couple. You know, to me, I'm thinking in the back of my mind is like, is Salina going to three peat? That's that's the one I've been thinking. <laughs> since the last last interview we did with them back in in April, it's like, are they going to do it again? You know. Sweet, Frank. What about you? Uh, I'm just excited to see how like different ways that we can integrate the newsletter and the you know the inside Texas soccer and uh, maybe get out to some games this year. Last year I was always busy at like 
seven. <laughs> so this year I'll have some more availability and I can come, you know, maybe catch the Brahmas game. There you go. Oh, look at that. Listen to you. Awesome. So we'll definitely get into more of that as well at some point. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's I'm excited. You know, it's going to be a great year. Phenomenal. So much. Um, little, I don't know, a little maybe anxious. I feel like I'm more anxious this year, maybe a little bit more nervous. So because I'm back on the public school side, back on the UIL side, right, Is which is where I was originally when when the podcast launched in, you know, December of 2020. So yeah, I mean, next month we turned three years old already. So the plan is, is to have a, a three year, uh, three year, small little anniversary, very informal episode with a bunch of different guests and uh, just have some fun as well. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah, I'm a little nervous, a little excited, you know, to be back on the public side and be coaching again in the UIL side. And, uh, I think a lot of the coaches in Galveston reminded me of that <laughs> last week. Yeah. Right, so it was fun. It's good. I'm excited. Um, got a great group of young ladies that uh, that I'm that I've been tasked to uh, to help out, and I'm excited to work with them there at MacArthur. So definitely excited for that's like that's a podcast in itself. But but yeah, excited. Can I ask sure. a question? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 2022 to 2023 MacArthur High School soccer season will be a success if the 2022. Did you just say that? Isn't that 20, my bad? 20. I, I'm I'm way behind. Uh, I'm still wearing a mask. Uh, <laughs> uh, 23 to 24 will be a success if. Um, mm -hmm. Well, hopefully, if if I'm still there, still have a job. Hopefully, it'll be a success. <laughs> I'm not fired. For, no, but uh, yeah, you know how it is. It's this is where I kind of give a little bit of coach speak. I think from my perspective, it's it's very much a um, <clears throat> excuse me. I actually mentioned this when we were interviewing the McKenny Boyd coaching staff right uh, last week at Tasco is we have a great group of young ladies, great group of, of leaders. And I, I feel like they're buying in. I really do. And as a first year coach, you know, as a first year coach, the culture implementation piece is always such a heavy, su such a heavy aspect, right? Especially in your first two to three years, but especially in your first year, right? But, you know, it's not an excuse. It's the reality of the situation that I'm going into. And, and it's how tough and how strong our girls are there at Mac is, you know, our, our seniors, our seniors, they're on their third coach in four years, our juniors, they're on their third coach in three years, right? So, um, that's how resilient they are. Right. And uh, so I'm excited and uh, definitely don't want to disappoint them. And obviously I think uh, our big, uh, one of our big, uh, I guess, models themes, if you will, if you will already ha has been, has, has been to believe, right. To simply believe, right. Taking a little script from Ted Lasso there, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think they're capable of great things. They just have to uh, find someone to believe in them and I feel like they do. I feel like they have that in both myself and our coaching staff, my assistant. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm excited. I think as, as long as they continue to buy in and as I mentioned to, you know, in the McKinney Boyd interview is if we can stay healthy. Right. That's such a big mm -hmm. one. Stay healthy as well. So I think all coaches can attest to that one for sure. So mm -hmm. awesome. So anything else? Any other reattacks there, Frank? Nice little sneaky question. <laughs> no, that was it. That was it. I, I, I've been preparing that one. <laughs> I know. I like that it. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to because, like I said, I, I I've seen the team from last year because I did get to see them play. I mean, like I said, it's a, not to give too much out, but I guess like the talents there, and yeah. and for me personally, I, I I think you know 
there's some good things on the horizon with especially with this team and you know just having conversations with you uh, I, I can I can I see I see something good in the future you know you know some I think I think these girls deserve it you know you know I think they, they work hard and I think that I think that all this hard work's going to pay off for them yeah yeah thank you I appreciate that and <clears throat> you know I think deserve is always such a such a dangerous word right it's one that we don't really I try not to use in our program because it just it's deserve it on a certain level I've always felt like implies a certain level of of entitlement right of of a hey we did all this and we should be kind of at this point be given this and that's as you and I both know we all know that in the game just as in life that's not how it works right um so yeah so earning it and then still have it having to know that you have to take it so for sure so awesome thanks guys appreciate you but at this time uh we're going to go ahead we're going to bring in our our very first special guest of season four. He is Coach Eduardo Venegas, the head women's soccer coach of the Georgetown Eagles. Coach, how are you? Hey, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me in the show. Big fan of the show. Uh, thank you guys for everything that you guys do for Texas high school soccer. And uh, looking forward to talk some high school soccer. Absolutely, absolutely. Excited to have you here, Coach. Likewise. Big fan of what you of what you've done, what you've been building there, as you and I got to speak last week <clears throat> in Galveston. And, uh, you know, everybody's really you're kind of in a unique situation, right? Because everyone starts the year trying to get to where you <laughs> where you call home, right? Where you play your home games and where you, pra you know, where you practice every day. So um, how do you handle that perspective? How do you pitch that? to your program, to your, to your ladies every day, since it's the final spot of where every team is trying to get there in Georgetown. Uh, that's like, I mean, that's something that we talk about, like something we talked about last year. Uh, I mean, the girls kind of came up with the saying, uh, back to Berkel Bach, mm -hmm. uh, once we hit playoffs and they just kind of ran with that. Uh, but I mean, personally, man, that was one of the coolest experiences, like being able to see the entire school there for the semifinal against Frisco. You know, that was so cool. Uh, the girls loved it. And uh, it's just, I mean, we always mention that, like, when we have for, like, our practices at the end of practices, like, we envision uh, being, like, being there again, you know, being there in the state tournament. Uh, we took a couple seconds to envision that and to see, like, what it feels like. I'll tell them all the time, imagine the stands filled with your friends, students, administration, teachers, like everybody, you know, and uh, I mean, that, that's what we do to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, you know, you look back on last year briefly, one one last time or in the so far up to now, how often have you found yourself referencing, you know, it's a new year, obviously, it's a new season, it's a new team, you graduated mm -hmm a good, you know, good group of talent, Yep. many of them who are playing at the next level, but you know, now it's, it's a new year, it's a new team, but you still kind of want to build off of what you accomplished last year, since you had that incredible historic run to Berkelbach, obviously in the state tournament, mm -hmm. how often have you found yourself referencing last year to this year's team? Uh, quite a little bit, actually. Uh, one of the things I think that made our team so successful last year was the chemistry that the girls had. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a very tight group, and uh, that's something that we bring up all the time. It's just like we got to keep the chemistry going. Uh, but at the same time, like like you say, you know, it's going to be a it's a new year, so you don't want to keep going back to what we did last year because 
I mean, it was a cool experience and everything, but you got to start from zero again, you know, right. you're starting from zero again. Uh, so you, we do talk about it a little bit, the chemistry part, what worked, like what went right, that got us to that point last year, things like that. Like, so we can keep improving, like keep working on those things and do them again. But uh, overall, I mean, it's a new year. So we want to, we're starting fresh from from zero again and that's been the the motto this year like we're starting again from zero yeah rafa uh coach clicking back like i said uh you know that guys had a real incredible run you know getting getting to play there at home um uh, how do you feel about this year like what's what what's going to be maybe the difference maker this year to maybe to get you over the hump and and and, and lift that trophy there at your home stadium Man, we're excited about this year. Like, I'm super pumped for it. Uh, we so our preseason schedule is uh, it's pretty loaded. Uh, we're going. I mean, we go to the Woodlands, and then we come back to our two weekends of the Governors Cup that that we host here. Uh, so we load our preseason with top ranked teams, teams that have played in state tournament before, uh, and we want to challenge ourselves from the beginning. Uh, so I think like. Hopefully seeing those teams in the preseason and being competitive against those teams, uh, it's going to help us in the long run once we get back to the to the state semifinal again and be able to get over the home to play in the final. You know, I mean, our preseason, like we're going to the Woodlands, we have Klein Kane, San Antonio Johnson and the Woodlands to start off the our first three games. You know, then we come back to Georgetown. Uh, we play state champions, Grapevine. Uh, following weekend with uh Colleyville Heritage and Smithson Valley. Wow. You know, so we have a loaded preseason. We did it on purpose because we want to challenge ourselves. Uh and hopefully like grow from that. You know, yeah. um you know like I talked to a lot of the other coaches, uh Coach Rich who's a uh, or men's men's coach at Georgetown, a uh, good friend of mine. And we're always like, you know, if we want to if we want to be the best, we have to play the best teams. You know, and um, I mean, hopefully, it pays off in the long run. Right. And how do you, how do you find? What are you hoping to find out? Right, because that's that's kind of a gauntlet, right, of a preseason mm -hmm. schedule, there, coach, or an early, you know, non-district schedule, tournament schedule, right? Uh, try to avoid calling it preseason, but uh, because yeah, you're, yeah. We're, we're in season, but yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, that always <laughs> confuses people. But um, <clears throat> what do you? what are maybe some key things you're looking for? What, what would you like to learn by the time you come out of that, that non-district schedule, that tournament schedule, as you start mm -hmm. heading into district, what would, what are some key pieces, the, some key pieces of information that you would like to know by then? I would like to know who our playmakers up top are going to be, you know, uh, like you mentioned earlier, like we lost a few good pieces up top, like overall, you know, uh, they're playing at the next level and, uh, three starters that were our forwards uh, that played up top. Uh, but at the same time, we had a group of juniors and sophomores that were behind those three seniors, you know, and they waited patiently. Uh, now it's their turn. So I really want to see uh, who steps up, um, what kind of chemistry does the team have uh, through those games, and how does how's the team going to react? Uh in different scenarios, you know, um, I, I believe that uh, it like, depends who you're playing, you know, like if we want to try out a new system or we want to try, try out new things, 
you have to do it against the best teams, you know. Otherwise, I mean, anything you do will work against other teams, you know. But mm -hmm. if you're playing the best teams and you're like, if it works against the best, then we must be doing something something right. So uh, I think that's the main thing, you know. Like, I want to find out how do we do when we face adversity. I want to find out who our playmakers are up top and what kind of chemistry does this team have, you know. Right, right. So what do you – you know, you gave us a great quote earlier. Uh, can you expand on that a little bit in terms of just maybe one or two key things that have you excited about this group this year? Maybe maybe using last year as a launch pad into this year. What has you excited the most maybe about this 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 group this year? Man, it's just being able to watch our younger players take new roles this year. You know, uh, last year we had two two freshmen that started for us. Uh, Emmy Benson and Finley Newell. Uh, they started as freshmen. They did a great job. And I want to see them in a new role this year. Like they're as leaders, you know, like they're not the freshmen anymore. Uh, I want to see what kind of role they take with like as, as being the leaders of, leaders of the team. I want to see our juniors from last year uh, who are captains now step up and see how, uh, how they lead this team. Uh, I mean, just things like that uh, that I'm excited for. Uh, I also want to see our – we got two new freshmen on our team this year who uh, are ready to contribute in varsity, so I'm ready to watch them play the older girls, you know, and I want to watch them against competition like Grapevine, right. San Antonio Johnson, you know. I want to see what our girls are able to do now. Uh, now that they got a little taste of last year, you know, referencing back to last year, they got a little taste of it. Uh, I'm ready to see how hungry they are to – to go for the whole thing now, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. Rafa? Uh, going into uh, District 23, 5A, how, how, how do you see uh, any teams that maybe kind of to look out for that may kind of challenge you this year, knowing what you guys did last year? Mm -hmm. uh, any, any teams that kind of say, like, catches your eye? Absolutely. I mean, you got Hendrickson. You know, Coach McKinley does a great job. But Hendrickson is a historic program uh, who once stayed not too long ago, you know. Uh, they're always a challenge. Uh, you always have teams like Eastview, who's our crosstown rival, you know, who's always going to give you a tough game. Uh, so uh, our district is it's it's an interesting district. It's it's pretty tough. Uh, you have different everybody's plays with different styles and every single team has. Three, four girls that are really good. And if you don't show up one of those like to play those games, they can make you pay, you know, um, so it's a. Uh, it's a it's it's a tough district, and of course, I mean Hendrickson. I would say it's our toughest competition in the in the district. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. awesome. As we you know we start to wrap up here, Coach, because I, I know we don't want to keep you, and we're grateful to have you here. Um, tell us so a couple more questions for you, real quick. One of those tournaments that you referenced in uh, non-district before you entered district play is your round tournament, right? In the Governor's Cup. Tell yes. us. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Give us kind of the dates, the information, and some of the uh, some of the schools that are coming. All right. So uh, our Governor's Cup is actually probably Governor's Cup, Governor's Cup Series. Uh, it's a three-weekend event uh, that we host. Uh, week one, which I believe is January 4th through the 6th, uh, is the boys' weekend. So it's boys' teams only. And we have teams from, from all over the state. The El Paso, Bel Air is coming from for week one, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, look out for those guys. Look out What's for up? those guys. I said, look out for those guys. I don't know if you oh, can yeah. trust those 
Yes. <laughs> Our boys are playing them in week one, so I'm excited to watch them. I, gra I graduated from there, so that's why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, all those teams, like, what I like about the Governance Cup is you have teams from all over the state. You know, you have the top teams from all over the state. You have your big Dallas teams like South Lake Carroll, Marcus, Prosper. Uh, they get to play teams from South Texas, San Antonio, Houston, uh, El Paso area, you know. Uh, then week two, we have what we call our elite weekend, which is boys and girls. Uh, so we have that for week two and then week three is the girls weekend and uh that's where we have the big dallas teams like south lake carroll marcus prosper highland park uh they all come down to georgetown uh to play the different teams from all over the state uh so overall we end up hosting i want to say i have it down right here's 38 week one 44 teams week two and 42 teams wow. uh week three so it's over 100 teams uh, that we host in three weekends uh we actually looked this up with coach rich and it's a big it's the biggest high school tournament in the u.s you know like we, nobody else hosts that many teams um and the talent the how talented the teams are too you know uh, it's not just hosting but mm -hmm. watching great competition watching great games and uh, i think the venue also has a lot to do with it because those teams that want to make a long run they want to come play in the stadium you know Berkeley walk and they want to get used to to that and have their routine and kind of like scope the place out like the city things like that yeah. you know mm -hmm. how have you seen that maybe over the last few years how have you seen that that because it's and you're right it's not just a single weekend right it, it's kind of a series how have you seen that kind of grow in terms of whether it's popularity the teams, the demand for teams wanting to – how have you seen that grow and materialize? Uh, so it has grown number-wise. It has definitely – it blew up after kind of like the COVID, kind of COVID mm -hmm. year, you know. Uh, we had lots of requests to, to come play in the tournament. Uh, so I think in the past three, four years, it has really – expanded we expanded the teams out a little bit because we didn't used to host that many teams so we kind of expanded the team uh expanded the tournament out a little bit with more uh more numbers uh and we use different venues now we don't i mean we have our high school field that we use you know so like all, all fields are turf uh Berkeley Bog, georgetown high school eastview we use eastview high school fields and uh a couple of the middle schools that also have great like great fields you know we have great facilities and uh it helps a lot to to expand and make the tournament bigger um but it has grown a lot since then since we always had the the talent we always had the big teams uh but lately it's expanded with like different south texas teams now and mm -hmm. houston teams you know we have the kingwood teams kingwood kingwood park uh we used to have a lot of san antonio teams come but i think with the realignment last two years the uh, districts got bigger and they weren't able to make it but uh, hopefully we can get him back next realignment, you know? Yeah. And that, so that's a perfect segue into one of my last remaining questions, yeah. coaches thoughts in terms of obviously screen, you know, it's kind of screenshot day uh, right around Halloween time. Uh, where, what are the, do you have any thoughts on that in terms of how that will affect you guys might affect you guys or what you've heard, what you can share? I know some of it is still speculative, but uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I mean, you, you never know with uh, all the realignment stuff, you know. Uh, I know there's people that really look into it. 
we always kind of bounce between region four and region three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of, we're kind of like in region three. So hopefully we get to stay, we get to stay in region three, you know, uh, region four wasn't too, too kind to us the past two years. We had good teams, but we always face, uh, we were in the district with Cedar Park and Liberty Hill when they were like, they were really good teams, Rouse, Leander, and we got third place both years. Uh, but it was, it was great district. It's one of those games. Uh, that always, it was one of those districts that always went into the final game. Mm-hmm. And it was always like Liberty Hill, Georgetown and Cedar Park going into the final game for first place, you know? Um, and we always got to see Bernie champion first round. And uh, we were on the wrong end of that a couple of times, you know? Uh, but I mean, it's, we're look. I, I think we're going to stay five a, you know, from, mm-hmm. from the numbers and, uh, yeah. but, but there's so much growth in Georgetown that, right. Right. Now, I mean, the numbers, you can see the, the growth in the numbers, both Eastview and Georgetown, like numbers are way high, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, some great points there. And that, that's kind of par- partially why we ask it. So final one here for you, Coach. Um, thoughts on Tasco. Obviously, you and I got to we got to chat last week. Didn't get to have you come on the way we kind of would have liked, but it kind of lended, it, lended itself to this opportunity today. So it worked out, kind of worked out even better, I think. But um, your thoughts, your takeaways uh, from uh, last week's uh, Tasco uh, co- convention. Man, I thought Tesco did a great job. Uh, they always do a great, uh, good job. You know, this year I felt uh, there were plenty of uh, presenters that did a great job. You know, I really got to, I really enjoy watching the Arsenal guy talk about uh, the attacking patterns and all that stuff. You know, like those are things that I want to implement into our practice now. You know, uh, I really like watching uh, Elias Ramos from uh, McKinney Boyd. He had a great presentation. Uh, actually got a chance to talk to him and finally meet him. He's coming to a governor's cup too, you know, so uh, mm-hmm. we've just been talking back and forth via email. Uh, and this weekend we had the chance to finally meet and talk a little bit, talk a little soccer and things like that. So uh, that's one thing about love about Tesco is just meeting new people, new coaches from different, right, right. different uh, places in Texas and just talking a little soccer, talking about our programs and things like that, you know, uh, but I think Tesco does a great job. Uh, they have a little bit of everything. Uh, the classroom sessions, the field sessions, uh, they do a great job with all the vendors that they get up out there too, you know? Uh, so I think they're doing a really good job with that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the overwhelming, I don't know, I guess, opinion, I guess, coming out of there, going in, kind of going into it, but as it was unfolding, that was shared with me was that many people felt that it was without a doubt, arguably the best, yeah. um, the best lineup uh, of just of presenters, clinicians, everything, what have you, yeah. best lineup that they've, that they've uh, ever had. And uh, kind of, obviously I'm, I guess you could say I'm a little biased on that, but I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree from my take who I got to speak with interviews that we got to do just my takeaway. I agree with that part. And then, you know, it was, uh, and it was kind of a new record attendance too. There was uh, just, what was it? I think just under 1100 total in in attendance uh, in attendance for this year's convention so um so yeah there it continues to grow and it's growing the right way and just so many coaches there that are just very they're very humble and i'm just i love the fact that they're there to want to learn from 
doesn't matter whether whether you're an Arsenal guy or you're a peer, another high school coach, right? I mean, the fact that you just mentioned Adam Birchall from Ar Arsenal and mm -hmm. you know Coach Elias Ramos from McKin McKinney Boyd in the same in back to back sentences, I think tells you everything, right? So, oh yeah, well said, well said. All right, <clears throat> excuse me. All right, Coach, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up here, but before we let you go, just kind of wanted to give you share the share the floor, give the floor to you, and any shout outs, thank yous, anything you'd like to share as it relates to the game. The floor is yours. Uh, I mean, I just guess. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. You know, I'm a big fan of the show again, and yes, thank you. Uh, I mean, shout out to uh, I guess Coach Rich at Georgetown, uh, Malcolm Framji, uh over at Westwood, really good friends of mine, and uh, you know, we're excited for the season. Hopefully, we can build on what we did last year and uh, be back at Brocklebach. You know, you don't want to measure your success and wins and losses. You know, but I think that's our our, our goal is to be back. You know, that's our that's right. our goal. Right. Awesome. He is Coach Eduardo Venegas, the head women's soccer coach of the Georgetown Eagles. Coach, appreciate you. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you soon. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye. All right, fellas, thoughts? It's great, great program. Like Georgetown's always had a history. Like I said, the thought would be one of the best programs in the state of Texas. Not only yeah. the boys, but also the girls too. So, right. so the, one of the teams to look out for. I'm sure they're good. They're going to be gunning. Mm -hmm. You know for that loss there. I know it stings, especially losing at home. Yeah. I, I think they'll he'll have them ready to go. I think they'll make another deep run this year. Yeah, Frank, anything? Uh, I was just reading about the governor's ball, what he was talking about it. What a crazy, what a crazy event, uh, or the governor's cup, the governor's cup. What a crazy event. I bet, the the concessions must make so much money that those three weeks, uh, I also think it's neat that they can like have a place where the state tournament also is played. So that way, like teams can get a feel for it. Uh, it's a shame we don't have more San Antonio teams. I guess the realignment, like he was saying, uh, mm -hmm. we can work on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a number of factors, and but he's right. Um, from the San Antonio perspective, a little surprised, but good to see that there are some teams making it out there uh, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I got to speak with him last week, and I had been speaking with him for a few weeks. We were trying to line something up for Tasco, but, of course, the Tasco schedule is always very fluid. Um, so I was kind of disappointed we weren't able to get him on then, but still able to get him on. And I got to uh, – we got to chat a little bit last week in Galveston and just – just a very, very humble, very humble guy. And uh, he's he's building a great thing there in Georgetown. So thank you to Coach Venegas once again. So, all right, guys, we are going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and move on. We're going to go ahead and move forward, actually, to – I guess we can go ahead and get started with our actual – what we're going to cover today as part of our preview show. Uh, as part of our preview show here, you know, we basically want to cover a couple of things in terms of – what we will go over this year, some of the highlights, some aspects of what we will cover, as well as, let me, there we go, as well as, uh, you know, just some of the things in terms of if you've been following this particular show. So many people, if you're new to the show, right, what is this, right? Some people simply call this the 50-50 podcast, and that is actually, so that's partially correct. So this show here, Inside Texas High School Soccer, which is, of a spinoff of our, I guess, our network, if you will, of the 50-50 podcast kind of started. Uh, Rafa, Rafa can attest to this. It kind of, we kind of stumbled across it by accident, right? When we were first covering mm -hmm. the uh, the Texas uh, 
Texas high school state playoffs back in the spring of uh, 2021. And it just kind of took off from there. kind of had life of its own, I guess, if you will. Um, so when you've seen that Rafa from where it is now compared to where we started in, you know, in the spring of 2021, what are your thoughts as in terms of how you've seen this, this particular spinoff series grow? I, I think the support, I think that's the biggest thing, the support, um, the, the coaches like coach Venegas coming on the shows, uh, uh, talking about the programs that, you know, it's finally, there's, like I said, it's one of the outlets to have on here to showcase, you know, high school soccer here instead of Texas. And, you know, cause you know, football gets all the coverage and so forth, you know, <laughs> kind of like the King of the Hill, right? Now. He's, you know, they're in the playoffs right now, but I think <laughs> ever since, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's really evolved and now it's, you, you're seeing more of the, you know, the teams being marketed, um, the graphics on their, on their schedules and I'm um, in the videos of the players and stuff. And it's really, like I said, it's taken yeah. off on, you know, and, and it's great because it's, it just wants, it's, it's a really to kind of showcase what we have here in, in our state. And, and honestly thing, I think we have some of the best players in, in the nation here playing in the, here in the state of Texas. And Frank, you've seen it evolve from a little bit different perspective, obviously. So, you know, you and I having been, you know, former colleagues, coworkers at Cause Promoters USA. And I know you originally had asked me about, about this in terms of an explanation and an, and an understanding of mm -hmm. what this particular show is about. Give us maybe your perspective. Oh man. Uh, how it's grown. Uh, I remember I had COVID one year and I was like backlogged on, on all the podcasts for the year. And I like listened to every single one of y'all's pod. I think it was season two. Maybe I listened to like every single one, the one with the last episode. So you're the one. Was, uh, you're the one. You're the yeah, one. That's me. You're the one. I listened to that four hour episode like twice on times two. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, probably I would just say, um, you know, y'all keep pushing the narrative of like uh, growing the game of soccer in the state. And I think it's awesome. Uh, like Rafa was saying, you know, I think Texas has the best athletes in any sport, full stop. Uh, and I think it's awesome that y'all are just putting a platform out for these guys and girls to go, you know, go chase it. And uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, I like Rafa's point about the graphics too, you know, uh, there are so many more soccer programs on Twitter now. There are so many more. Uh, even rural, rural accounts being out there uh, mm -hmm. pushing it. So I definitely think that y'all have a big part to play in it, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, and, you know, and and we'll talk, and I know you'll jump in here and you'll hit on some of this in terms of some of the plans this year as well as, because you're also our editor, right, for our, our newsletter mm -hmm. and then our, our eventual website that will be coming at some yes. point. It may yes. it may be delayed. <laughs> it may be it may be delayed uh, some a little while because the plan was to originally get that off the ground uh, before the start of this this current school year that we're in. But uh, we uh, we didn't like some of the things that we were that we were seeing or some of the options that we had. So we kind of we didn't put that on hold. We just kind of wanted to say it's like, hey, we're we're going to continue to shop for the right stuff until we're ready to launch. So that is still coming. All right. So I know I get that question from time to time. Uh, but yeah, so 
So essentially what is Inside Texas High School Soccer, it's a spinoff series from the 5050 podcast itself and where we will dive into and talk every anything and everything Texas high school soccer, specifically different programs, different regions um, in any given week, in any given uh, episode, I should say, uh, in collaboration with our partners, our good friends over at uh, the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, they will take the uh, the larger focus here, as you'll see um, from the San Antonio perspective. Uh, so seven key items that we're looking at, right? In addition to m multiple guests that we'll have on uh, an end of year championship series where we'll have different championship teams and coaches come on as well. And then an end of an end of season episode as well. But these are some of the key, uh, I guess, key key ingredients, if you will, key things, key aspects of what we will look at. So, Rafa, we talk about the upcoming local tournaments and the game of the week coverage. Talk uh, talk to those two a little bit, please. Yeah, well, the upcoming local tournaments, uh, I'm starting to see, like I said, more quality teams actually come to San Antonio. Um, I know with a lot of the districts, you know, having 10-team districts or 19 districts, you know, they, they then – you know, you want to they want to get it right when, when it comes to some of these tournaments, and they're so they're, they're building really good tournaments. I'll I'll give some examples like the Ranger Classic for the boys and the girls. Mm -hmm. uh, we were there we were there last year, and and you know, for the girls tournament, that was a great that was a great you know great some great games. We saw some surprise teams, like that's when we got kind of introduced to New Braunfels Canyons, the Lady Cougars. They they kind of came out of nowhere, and they really made a statement in that tournament, and then. You have the Northeast ISD Showcase. You got the Northside Showcase. You got the Southwest Tournament. They got some quality, um, you know, teams going to that one. So there's some great tournaments, like I said, also uh, the Shirts, Clemens. But and also our teams, you know, our local teams in San Antonio, they're also going out to some of the premier tournaments outside, like, you know, the, the Governor's Cup. Um, they're, they're in Dallas, the Houston's, the Kate, like the I-10 shootout. So, but we're here locally in San Antonio. We're going to have some upcoming great tournaments, and I'm looking forward to it. And then the game of the week, um, like I said, we did. I know me and Steve did quite a few of some of the games, and um, we also, you know, we were able to get some some good quality, some drama-filled games that were kind of back and forth. Right, right. But um, I think we even did one. I think too. There's some at Northside, and it was great. You know, so it's I'm looking forward to it again. Um, um, I think this time, like at this go around, I think we're going to really kind of dive into which games really to focus on, you know, and like I say, we're not saying we're just going to pick the favorites and so forth. You know, we want to see who are, who are the key games and we might, I might, like I said, I'll even put out some polls like, Hey, who should be our game of the week and so forth. Mm. Ah, there you kind go. Of, kind of like, kind of like what they do there, like with the football here, like the local stations. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, you know, we move on here to kind of items three, four, and five. So local power rankings, not to be confused with the RPI, which we'll get into in a minute, right? Everyone's favorite, the RPI, right? Uh, and then our, so coach and player spotlight, and then Cinderella's and Dark Horses that will be highlighted as well. And again, these will be things, these are San Antonio specific here, much of which will be covered from time to time. We will cover some of that, but this will be done more primarily through the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable. So yeah. talk, uh, talk a little bit about those, coach. Yeah, so me, me and Harry already kind of been talking about you know this upcoming season. I like I said, looking at the power rankings, I've already seen some rankings, I guess regional wise. Uh, but I'm I'm already hopefully soon I'll have uh, the RPIs not only for the state. You know the pound for pound. I do pound for pound. I don't really do by the three 
separate them into three uh, classifications. I, I want to do kind of like the like boxing. You know, who's who's the best? Who's the Canelo Alvarez of uh, Texas high school soccer? So, uh, so that's how I do the power rankings. Also, do them low. You know, for the San Antonio area. Um, and I already kind of get an idea. Hopefully, that'll be coming out soon in the next coming weeks to release those. Uh, also, looking at the coaches' spotlights. We, like I said, here in San Antonio, we got some great coaches. Um, I've talked to kind of a few of them, especially with, with my job. I've seen got to talk to the Tafts coach a few, uh, uh, not too long ago. He was he was really looking for for this season, and then also talk about the Cinderellas and the Dark Horses. We had a couple Cinderellas last year. We had right. a couple Dark Horses. Never fails. So, never fails. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You never fails. You know, not only locally but also like statewide. You have some those teams in, but that's a, that, that's what makes it fun, especially when we get into. We do the the bracketology, you know, who, who are those dark horses and who's gonna is gonna wear that slipper <laughs> get to get to Georgetown. Right, right. And then we wrap up with uh both our uh district outlooks and local realignment impact, kind of part of the, kind of along the lines of that conversation, right, that we just had with Coach Venegas from Georgetown. Uh tell us a little bit about those two, Coach. Yeah, the district outlooks, like I said, we'll We'll touch on how like, which teams are the favorites to to win the district titles. You know, the beginning of the playoffs will be in contention. Uh, hopefully, we'll have those out soon. Like I said, like, it, it ties in back to like your dark horses and Cinderellas, but more with the district on the district side. And then the the realignment that's kind of been the big talk the last uh, since the numbers. You know, they did the snapshots, and it's coming right. soon. Like I said, we're only a couple months away, and um, I'm already hearing kind of theories, I know from the football side, but that kind of, you know, works into a little bit with, with, you know, with soccer and, you know, who's, who's moving up, who's moving down. Um, you know, I, I know like in the, you know, here in San Antonio, you know, there could be a couple teams from the five, a maybe pushing up back to six, a and, and, and mm -hmm. vice versa. And, and same thing with the, in the four, a level. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what, what, what's, what happens on, on in February, who, how that's going to shape for the, for the 2025 season. Yeah. Now from the local realignment perspective in terms of speculation or numbers reported coach, has there been maybe a school that's really either that you're watching closely or you've heard you, you received some information that has really intrigued you. Has there been a particular school maybe? The ones I've seen, I guess for the snapshot of the numbers, like, like Medina, I'm going to use Medina Valley. They've, you know, they, Talking to them, because like I said, I did a college for their, with them not too long ago. Talking to their counselor, and I was asking about their numbers, and they're at twenty. They're gonna, I think, they had a snapshot close to twenty six hundred students. So, mm -hmm. so you're gonna probably end up seeing them in six A. Now, you know, are they gonna be put into you know with the north side district since it's already have ten teams, or you know, or are they gonna get pushed out west and they end up playing you know like Del Rio Eagle Pass and the Laredo right. schools? You know, that's 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 going to be, you know, that's a big question mark there because I do know they are going to be building a second school. So maybe that way that brings them down back to the 5A. Mm -hmm. And then also um, New Braunfels, um, yeah. early 6A. Uh, they just opened a new school and that's going to drop them down to 5A. And, and in 2025, that may, that may be one of the teams to, you know, to look out, you know, boys and girls to kind of cause havoc here in Region 4 for 5A. And yeah. so, so those, those are kind of like two of the examples of the upcoming impacts of the realignment. You know, some, somehow I feel like the new Braunfels one just kind of, and maybe it was just me, but I, I feel like that one just kind of snuck up on people, 
right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of other schools out there talking or, you know, that there was speculation about as far as they're going to go up, they're going to go down, they're going to stay. Um, but somehow, I don't know, it just seems like New Braunfels kind of fell under the radar. And I don't know, some people just, or maybe out of sight, out of mind from the perspective of the new school that was getting ready to open up mm -hmm. and people forgot about that. And it just didn't get, it wasn't, wasn't being spoken enough about. And then now they, they report numbers for screenshot, screenshot date. And now it seems like, a it's just, it's a number. I think that got a lot of people by surprise. Yeah. And I think there's other schools too, you know, you know, like, like, like Simpson Valley, are they, are they going to move back up to 6A? I know that's something we've discussed since mm -hmm. you live in that near that area. You know, are they going to move up? Is Piper going to move up to 6A? You know, uh, are, are there any other teams, you know, from the 5As, like SAISD? I know they're closing. I heard, like, on the news, closing some schools. Is that going to affect them? Maybe drop down to 4A. Some of those dropping on the 4A. Um you know, it's 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 going to be interesting coming. You know, come February, how it's going to shape up, um, and who's, you know, especially like I said, the one is going to be interesting is going to be the five A because five A could end up getting a little bit more. Uh, I mean, add a couple more powerhouse teams, you know, like Davenport. Who knows? Davenport may even move up to five A. You know, yeah. if you imagine that Davenport and New Braunfels in five A, with since maybe Simpson Valley stays and Piper stays, along with what sounds like a Bernie that's moving up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bernie. Yeah, uh, both. Yeah, that that could be a very brutal district, kind of like the, some of the ones that we see in the North Texas, right in the North Texas area. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, all right, we move on. Uh, going to go ahead and take a look at so obviously the first part we talked about uh san antonio right now in terms of in our collaboration with the uh, san antonio soccer roundtable as far as certain items that will be covered for this year uh for uh season four of, of inside texas high school soccer so now we look at the state of texas as broad where we will this is now where we we will cover it as a whole here so Upcoming key tournaments again, and then everyone's favorite, right? That RPI. Rafa, go ahead and speak to those two, please. Yeah, so some big tournaments, like it's like, well, we just mentioned one with there in Georgetown, there with the Governor Cup series. Uh, but there's some other great ones, like the I 10 shootout down in Katy. That was all, well, I mean, we got to speak to their uh, to organizers there. Well run tournament, probably one of the best ones there in the Houston area. Yeah. Uh, the Willens tournaments also. We got some San Antonio teams that are actually going to that that tournament. Um, down in the Valley, uh, McAllen runs a great tournament. And then you get your Dallas area tournaments like your Neps, and then also with the boys' side, too. They're with Capel. Um, so, so very, like I said, there are always going to be some competitive tournaments, you know, especially like the one that Capel runs. Um, they bring teams from out of state. And now it's actually it's one of the questions I was asked, Coach Onegas, is like, you know, it has a good, you know, Governor's Cup ever considered bringing out-of-state teams play, to play right. in that in that in that tournament? You know, since they're bringing a lot of those talented Dallas area teams there. So, and then you got some other great tournaments too out west. You know, um, I know West Texas A&M runs a showcase there. They have a great showcase there, and also you have your El Paso tournament. So, there's a quite a very competitive, like I said, tournaments that a lot of it brings out a lot of interesting matchups. Uh, that you maybe normally get normally won't get to see during the season because of district play or because of distance, you know. But it, it brings out, you know, like they mentioned, like uh, Georgetown mentioned, they're gonna play, they're gonna play Grapevine. That's gonna that's gonna be a hell of a game, you know. Yeah. In, yeah. in that and tournament. 
Now the RPI, right? The Rafa Power mm -hmm. Index, right? So this is a unique perspective. This is kind of something that obviously you'll get exclusively here uh, on Inside Texas High School Soccer. Is uh, so it's a unique set of rankings. So we look at essentially twenty schools, right? Twenty programs, fifteen officially ranked, and then five are are your next five in, if you will. Um, but these are, you know, regardless of uh, of classification, right? So it's four A to six A. You know, so who if how they stack up pound for pound. And as we have clearly shown over the years that just because you're a six A doesn't mean you're going to always, you know, it's going to be six A heavy, you know, dominant uh, set of rankings or exclusively six mm -hmm. A with only one or two five A's and one or two four A's. Nothing like that at all uh, by any means. And especially because I think we have such a strong four A classification here here in the state of Texas as well. Speak uh, speak to that a little bit more. Yeah, it, it, it just, like I said, this the power rank index just shows, you know, regardless of the classification, how good, you know, some of the talent we have here in Texas. Like last year, our our number one team in the state for the girls was Salina, and they're 4A, you know, and, you know, no, nobody, you, you would think, <laughs> no one probably would think a 4A team would be that dominant, but they're one of the dominant teams. They actually beat some 6A teams, and we know that's something we discussed like on the last season, and um, you know, and and like I said, even in the and especially when the on the on the girls side, you know, we had a quite a few four A teams, you know, kind of dominate a little bit in the in those top ten spots. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there were very numerous teams. Boys side, you know, I, I think we had a I know we had a lot of six A's, but also there was a mix of good a good five A's, and then your your I think your four A's boys were kind of your traditional powers, and but. You can see that at that start, you're starting to see new some of those new, you know, some new up and coming teams are trying to make us, you know, are starting to make a statement in 4A. And like I said, we'll 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 find out when once you get to when I start uh, kind of piecing everything together, who's going to be in those on those top 20 lists. Gotcha. Okay, and you know, so you know, we move on to some of our other items. One of the key things that I think we'll hit on early, right, in one of our future episodes will be, so our 2023 champions review. So this is where we look at, we look at last year's champions on both sides of the house, right, all classifications. And, you know, we look at all six champions and we look at who we kind of theorize, if you will, uh, who will be most, most likely to repeat and maybe least likely to repeat, right, as a champion. And, a lot of money right now is on Salina on the girls' side, right? Uh, so did get to speak with Coach Adams uh, from Salina, from the Salina girls' program, mm -hmm. and uh, he's definitely excited uh, in terms of what he has coming back and what is also joining them this year. So they will be a tough, tough, very tough group to stop. Um, schedules and key dates, that's something else that we want to talk about. Uh, that's something that we'll cover. Um, and everything from just what the general schedule is. So, for example, we all know what uh, – we all know what November uh, next Monday is, right? In uh, November, <clears throat> excuse me, November 27th, which is the official start of the season, right? We're officially in season. Many schools, most schools will kick off their their tryouts over the source over the course of two to three days. Maybe I've seen some that are going to go almost the whole week, right? Uh, and then we go to, we get to December 8th, which is the start of scrimmages. And then December 28th as well, which is the start of all official in-season games. Uh, so we will highlight some of that. We will highlight key dates as it relates to from district certification to the playoff dates. We will look at regional uh, regional locations for 
um, for regional tournaments. We'll get into that. We will actually cover, if you remember this, Rafa, we will also mm. cover, we will go region by region and highlight some of our, maybe our Cinderella's dark horses and obviously kind of the elites of, of who's who within certain districts as well. And then our, our bread and butter is the playoff coverage, right? Once we enter the, uh, the state playoffs, which will be in late March, we will uh, bring you exclusive episodes round by round and bring you everyday coverage from, uh, from the state tournament as well there in Berkelbach. So really looking forward to that. And then again, the realignment impact piece, right? Obviously screenshot is screenshot was just released uh, almost a month ago. Right. And mm -hmm. obviously you still have some schools with their numbers still coming in. Uh, so a lot of speculation on this. And I know a lot of people, it was definitely the, uh, the subject of heavy, <laughs> of heavy conversation with a lot of coaches at Tasco as well as to uh, they, they know they've they kind of have a really good idea in terms of where they're going to land as far as classification but they were more some of them were maybe just a little bit just kind of anxious or just up in the air as to what their district was going to look like i think that's the bigger one right is where where will they go right with some key changes happening um so that will be uh kind of something very very interesting uh and more to come more details to come obviously on that one as well so all right um but that's, <coughs> excuse me, that's going to do it in terms of key items that we wanted to highlight as far as what we will be covering this year. Uh, Frank, from your perspective, in terms of what we've covered, right, uh, whether it's San Antonio local or even at the you know state at large, thoughts? Can you just share with us a little bit in terms of some of the things that you're thinking about working on or that you will be working on as it relates to inside soccer and the season? Uh, yeah, I want to, I want to work this year to try to integrate, to definitely the RPI as much as possible. Definitely want to get that out there. Maybe he'd need to let me know a couple days in advance and I could just chop it in there, you know, uh, also local power rankings and coach and player spotlights. Those are definitely two, two things that I definitely want to incorporate. Uh, we have so many awesome soccer coaches in town, Hector being one of them, uh, at, on the public side and the private side for sure. Um, so I would just love to be involved in that. And uh, I want to come back on whenever y'all cover region four. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. There you go. Um, so, you know, and you bring, you bring up a great point, right? It's one of the things that we really, we, we continue to want to try to grow and cover is on the private school side. Right. So um, just a lot. I think as we all know, all of us that collectively cover the game across, across the state, whether it's locally or across the state or private on the private school side, just a lot harder to get information, right. For any number of reasons, right. Any number of reasons, just a lot of, it's either a lot harder to get information or it's a lot harder to consistently get information. Um, so we continue to work on that. So if you're, if you're a private school coach and you're listening to this, uh, please tag us, please include us your games. I know lo locally as well. I know that Rafa's a big proponent of, mm -hmm of really trying to get out there and cover the, uh, um, the private school scene, the private school sector as well. Uh, so yeah, so definitely sh uh, share that as well. A uh, couple of quick questions here. Uh, Frank, from your perspective, what, what can you tell us where for our listeners, where can they go to maybe get more information if they're interested and they want to sign up and register, subscribe to the 5050 podcast newsletter amongst other things. 
Uh, you can go to my Twitter at uh, Frank Court, uh, Frank underscore Court, uh, III, uh, and subscribe through the Google Form sheet uh, in my link in my bio. I think you might also have some tweets up about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and once you, uh, we worked on this thing that was really awesome. We had Hector uh, hack out like a welcome letter and it was all awesome. And uh, so if you subscribe now, you get all past three newsletters that we've done. And uh, I was going back and forth with Hector today. Uh, we're working on this uh, season starter kit. Uh, we haven't decided on a title yet, but that's what I'm thinking. Uh, and it's just going to be like a, a huddle how-to walkthrough with a bunch of resources that an athlete can like click on if they're wondering how to make better film and uh, if they're wondering what a tag means versus what a clip is, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, post templates, uh, those are all going to be covered in it. Uh, I'm going to work on that uh, over the break uh, and try to get that out before tryouts. So awesome. Awesome. And yeah, if you haven't yet, I do recommend and you can contact again, you can contact us, any of us regarding um, more information, the link, the sign up for. In fact, we'll try to see if we can uh, maybe share that if we can retweet that, Frank. After I'll get a tweet out. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Um, Frank's done a phenomenal job, right, in terms of our editor, newsletter editor, as well as our recruiting coordinator in terms of his years of background, of background of what he brings from his time, as well as a, as a campaign coordinator at College Promoters USA. Uh, he's a wealth of knowledge and what he's doing as well on just on the email side, on the on the newsletter side, and then just the plans, again, that we have for for the website uh, please take advantage of these resources. It costs, it, it costs nothing. It costs nothing. And there's a ton of information there. If you're new to the recruiting world, the recruiting, you're trying to figure out where you want, where you should start, right? Tons in the newsletters we've already put out. We've provided great information, uh, basic to advanced just kind of depends where you're, where you're at on that spectrum. But, uh, yeah, we've put out great info. Frank has done a fabulous job <laughs> on that. Our very first one, which was our film focus, right? Remember our very first one, our film focus in terms of what student, what college coaches are looking for based upon position. That was phenomenal. That that in itself, I've gotten a lot of feedback on as well. Frank? Uh, I was just going to say, I also updated the, uh, the uh, camp list for November. Uh, I'll be continuing to circle back to that. I got to go add the coach that you interviewed on Monday. I got to add that program. Uh, but I have seen at least five or six programs that you've interviewed post their campus. So if you are a current subscriber and you've seen, you've checked out that link before, uh, just be sure to continue to check it out. It's a rolling list. Uh, we'll continue to update it as they come. Awesome. Thank you for that, Frank. Really appreciate you. And Rafa, tell us uh, kind of thoughts going forward, plans, key dates, launch dates for the San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, some of the stuff that you and our good friend uh, Harry are working on as well for the roundtable. Yeah, Harry and I, like we've been discussing kind of the launch kind of like, like today. So we'll be on the lookout for that. So follow us. Like I said, we're on Twitter or X, uh, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we now have an Instagram page too as well. It's maybe a bit more active. So maybe I'll get Matt to help out there. Uh, but I'm, um, like I said, looking forward to, you know, going to a lot of the games. You know, I'll probably be at some some of the – so some of the scrimmages, not really going to, you know, live stream them, just more, maybe some clips, you know, some highlights of what's what's out there. And then, you know, give some feedback on there. 
um, you know, you know, being not on a for some people who are maybe new or watching, like I said, I'm a former high school soccer coach. I used to coach Del Rio. So and then also have my, my club coaching, have my license and so forth. So I have lots of lax experience there in the coaching side, especially on the high school side. So, um, but like I said, I, I like, uh, you know, doing the games with, with Steve and maybe Frank can come on board and help commentary a couple of games with me. And um, so just help help analyze and you know and then it's always fun like i say you know yeah. the main thing like i said i know i know with the round tip when harry's you know harry's vision too even good data yeah. back with scott you know our our vision is to you know maybe you know here for san antonio is to showcase uh you know the players and the programs and so forth not just about you know you know you know the favorite teams and this and that you know we want to showcase what we have here in in, in the in the 210 and the little surrounding areas because we do cover like mm-hmm. New Braunfels and Medina Valley and so forth, and um, so, but we're just looking for the season. I'm I'm excited about it because it's here, especially in San Antonio. It's going to be wide open, you know, and yeah, it's going to yeah. be it's going to be wide open. We'll see who who, you know, if I don't know with the girls side for six a, you know, get that little monkey off their back from the Austin teams, and and maybe hopefully we'll get one of the boys teams to get back in back to the state tournament. Yeah, yeah, and <clears throat> you know, and thank you again, Rafa, for that. Uh, you know we're equally equally blessed in terms of mm-hmm. as our team continues to grow here with the pod with the 5050 podcast as well as to have you as well rafa and his his expertise he's one who knows definitely knows um, knows the state of texas especially south texas uh and as a former high school coach as well um so we're lucky to have you obviously harry who does be a ton behind the scenes in terms of just local rankings and just a lot of support stuff behind the scenes as well harry as well and then of course our who's not with us tonight is one of our other he's no longer a rookie he's uh he we can't call him a rookie anymore right so our uh our other coach our friend coaching friend who's not here tonight uh steve steve sanchez who came on board last year and uh we're lucky to have as well just a heck of a status status statistician and historian of the game and very familiar great expertise of north texas as well so um so yeah the team continues to grow if you have any any insight any interest in terms of being a you know an independent supporter of the podcast then uh, maybe being part of the uh, the team going forward uh do not hesitate to reach out we're always looking for different you know independent correspondence whatever we can do to get uh, to help continue to grow in terms of our coverage uh, beyond, you know, uh, San Antonio, South Texas, obviously, but throughout the state of Texas, and we're looking forward to it as well. So, um, but that's going to do it. That's going to do it for episode season four, episode one. I can't believe it's season four. Wow. Uh, but yeah, excited, uh, excited for another great year and, uh, definitely going to be bringing you all kinds of great coverage. So please be on the lookout, telling the stories of coaches, players as well. Um, and then, you tell us some of the stuff that you would like to see covered as well. So we're definitely open to that and always looking for that as well. So, uh, but that's going to do it. Uh, final thoughts and stoppage time here. We'll take it away. We'll start with you, Frank, final thoughts. Uh, this year, I want to do a really good job of, uh, reposting athletes film. Uh, and I know you're, you're already on it, you know? Uh, so just, if you're an athlete thinking of trying to get more exposure for your film, maybe, Follow me at me at the 5050 pod. Definitely do that. If, uh, if I see Hector repost a film, I'll do my best to repost the film. You know, uh, I have a few college coaches that follow me. Uh, not very many. Uh, I'm working on it. Uh, you just got to continue. Uh, also, uh, 
Brandeis is going to win 28-6A. Wow. Boys or girls? <laughs> Boys. Calling it already. Wow, okay. Man, we'll see. We'll see if you still so, uh, John, Johnson might, might, might have something to say about that. <laughs> I know. I feel Johnson. The tape is good. The tape is good. But I don't know. Brandeis, they're a little older. That, yeah. that, that district, I want to tell you that that district is going to be uh, our barn burner. It's always been a barn burner these last oh, yeah. few years. Yeah. They're going to be full of surprises again this year. Yeah. Hey, when we remind you later in the year, Frank, don't be saying, I meant to say girls, not boys. I meant to say girls. <laughs> I know. I know you. You're to pull a fast one. <laughs> yeah, give a, a shout out to Coach Mayer there, there at Prandice. Yeah. <laughs> Frank calling it shot already. Wow. All right. Rafa, thoughts? Final thoughts? Uh, thoughts? I'm just, like I said, just looking forever to the season. You know, you know, it's, it's been a while since we did the last episode and, you know, we've talked about the state championships and uh, I think there's a lot, a lot more going into this because like I said, with the exposure and also with realignment now being part of this, you know, kind of, kind of of the, of the story. And just, like I said, looking forward to seeing some of these teams who, who, you know, who's going to rise up to the occasion or is it, or, you know, the, the usual suspects or, you know, your Cinderella's or your dark horses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just so much, man. I don't, yeah, I don't even know where to begin, but yeah, it's, it's a ton. I thought about that as I was getting ready to say, well, what do I want to wrap up with? But yeah, there's just, there's just so much that we're going to get to obviously tons of episodes excited to be working another year here with you guys. Um, and again, as our team continues to grow, very, very proud, very excited to what this, to see what this is becoming. But, you know, to our to our student athletes, our coaches, our coaches, our student athletes, our parents are just fans and supporters. Maybe you're a booster club member, right, whose son or daughter used to play. Right. And you just love soccer. We're here for all of you. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, our big thing is to unify, unify the sport, unify the community, grow the sport as best as we can and to keep things keep things positive, as positive as we can. And, uh, you know, in support of one another, we're lucky, we're blessed to. And we're not the only, you know, we're not the only outlet there that covers Texas high school soccer. We know that. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, so collectively take take all that in. And I think one thing that I've made clear as, I, as we left, uh, you know, Tasco last week was that Texas high school soccer is, is, is just different, right? Kind of taking a little page from the SEC there. It's just different. But and that's a good thing. You know, it really is. It's a good thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for another year, excited to be working with all of you guys, uh, excited to uh, be covering just the best, the best sport in the best state, definitely excited. And, uh, I will obviously be recusing myself from anything that is 5A in, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in the greater San Antonio area. Right. So, uh, just, just so you know, so anytime it involves anything like that or 27 5A, I will definitely defer to you guys for that. Um, but yeah, always keeping it objective and uh, excited to be working another year for our listeners, for our supporters. You know, again, you can if you are viewing this, obviously you can see it at the uh, the header of our screen here. But if you're just hearing this or hearing this later again, you can find us. You can <clears throat> follow us on on Twitter, X, Twix, whatever. I heard someone calling it Twix the other day. Twix. <laughs> well, well as twitch you can find us at 50 underscore 50 pod please give us a follow you can also follow us at instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast 
um, as well as on YouTube. Please go on there, subscribe, subscribe to the channel. That's one of the quickest ways. The more uh, we can get added to that algorithm and come up and be continue to put out great, great content. You can find us there at the 50 underscore 50 podcast as well. So uh, excited. Last piece of information that I got there. Rafa, what do you got there? You look like you're, ah, ah, the scarf. I forgot about it. Okay. Yeah. Well, shout out to Global Scars. They also did the scars for, for FTC, the San Antonio Soccer mm -hmm. Supporter Group for San Antonio FC. Great job. The guys love the scarves. So props to, to Global Scarves. Global Scarves, yeah. And uh, highlighted them yesterday as well as our good friends at Gipper. Uh, but yeah, Kyle, uh, Kyle Wall, as well as Bill, got to see them last week at Tasco as well. So huge supporters of what we're trying to do here in uh, in Texas with Texas high school soccer. So love them. They're awesome. They're they're a great group. Please consider using them for your schools as well. Or if you have a personal supporter group that you want to do right, uh, please consider them. They do great work. Absolutely great work. And they'll work with you. Phenomenal customer service as well. Um, but as I wrap up here, last words, I, I kind of what I wanted to share is we all know next Monday marks the start of the season. Many of you will be nervous going into tryouts, right? Just just do your best. That's all you can do, right? Control the controllables, focus on what you control and just and and play, play your game. That's all you can do, right? Just focus on what's within your control. And the last piece, um, you know, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And then as we look forward make sure you stay eligible hit the books stay uh, in the classroom as we prep for finals over the course of the next couple of weeks stay eligible because um, the the greatest abil ability is availability and if you can't even step on the field due to grades then your talent doesn't matter it just doesn't matter how great you are so uh, looking forward to covering all of you telling your stories in uh, 2024 so best of luck to everybody all our coaches all our student athletes, obviously everybody's undefeated right now. So uh, we look forward to covering it, see who will be the last teams remaining in Berkelbach in April. So until the next time, you know what to do. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by National Scouting Report. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.